It's a ghost challenge! Uh, no, Alan, it's Laparka pasta. Oh. Yeah. Guess what? I'm still dead. Yep. Yeah. No, you're not. Why that do people always bad. claim to be me? Oh, right. it seems whenever I'm playing Overwatch, I'm like, I need healing. And then someone's like, I'm dead. And I'm like, no, that's me. That's uh, here's the thing. You you did that first. But now that I am like deceased, like it's it's a little bit it's a little bit insensitive. So, um, by dying, by dying, you are culturally appropriating me. Well, at this point, I might as well just not exist. I can't do anything right now, can I? Hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode. Um, this More bonus like a boneless episode, because I'm made of ether and have no bones. Yes. An episode where... And also, Alan I have no died. penis. Alan died by, try, by trying to suck his own dick and cracking his neck, where I died... Guys, 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 for the guys. Same, for the same reason. Guys. And then David died trying to escape his own dick. Guys, here's the yeah, thing, he went though. the other way. Here's the <laughs> thing, though. It took me a bit, but there is an older... There is an older live stream meme. I can't be... You, you guys know that I'm afraid of my penis, but you remember I have ghost balls because I'm a eunuch. Oh, oh right. So <laughs> it's okay. I already solved that problem, but you guys made me feel mm-hmm. bad about it anyway, so I killed myself. So that, don't you feel better now? Well, here's the thing: is David? Uh, did someone David, build this? How- did someone build this howitzer incorrectly? Because this is a <laughs> fucked up cannon. <laughs> David yes. is deathly, deathly afraid of his own penis, but loves his balls. Just loves them. Well, and it's and it's a confusing situation for him because his because <laughs> his dick's in the way. It was. So it's very frustrating. I don't know what the canon is anymore. The canon now is, I guess, that I'm dead, but I'm sure I'll recover by the end of this episode because that's just the way it goes, you know? It's no one ever stays dead in this universe. Nah, it's it's like it's like DC or Marvel. Anyway, or, why are we why are Dragon we here? Balls. Why are we here? Uh, reading more stories for the fuck of it. Yeah. Uh, as it turns out, there were. Two, no, three stories in here that were. No, 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 no. Let's let's not let's not spoil it. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll just dive right in and let everyone figure out why these stories are so important. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, we can do it like that then. These are these are important. Yes, these are like extended honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this first story we're reading, we don't even have a title for. That's right, but I will give you the uh, I will give you the name of the author, Harmy. Harmy. Just Harmy. All of these people coming out of the wordworks that we don't know. I know, it's awesome. right? It's pretty great. All right. Enjoy pretty the, great. Enjoy this. Bonus. I don't know. I don't know what voice that was, but that I was, was pretty happy. Was that your new? Was that your new original? The character. It's, it's pretty great. I like it. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Oh. It's, I guess um, it's me trying to do murder face and failing horribly. Understandable. See, we're talking about sucking our own dicks, and so it got murder face on my mind. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just wanted to let Dead Palette know that I swore at myself earlier because uh, my girlfriend wanted to talk, and I said, I have to record now. Should be like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. There you go. All right. I live in a town called Ware, located in central Massachusetts. My town is a bit of a history. The Native Americans refused to live in this area. It was a spot they only used for hunting and fishing. In fact, Ware's name is derived from the name of a type of fishing trap the natives would use. When European settlers came, the natives also warned that the area was sacred and should not be tampered with. Uh, where's this again? Hmm? Oh, where is this again? Massachusetts. Uh, where? Oh, Utah. Where? Where, Utah? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, just... I knew what you were getting at. I'm just not going to give you the date. <laughs> um... <laughs> no, 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 no. I get the joke, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Mm-hmm. Alan, 
I, I'm never going to say it outright, but Alan will. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Uh, <laughs> their warnings were ignored, and the town was built. Fast forward about 200 years to the, pre- uh, to the present, and not many signs of the natives remain, what with all the smallpox blankets and all. However, the woods outside of the town are a different story. The town itself has a bowl shape to it. In a sense, the ridge of the bowl is covered in trees. In one particular direction, the woods stretch for on for miles, heading towards the direction of Salem. Um, this spot can easily be seen on any satellite map, but most people not uh, from this area do not know it's the location uh, the, that the location that the locals avoid those woods. Jesus Christ, Brandon. You can do it. Uh, what do we think so far? Because we've got two uh, wordy paragraphs full of information. There, there is a lot of information in these. Mm-hmm. Um. Why is the town called where? How is the town called where? What is the town called where? <laughs> um, um, How is the town called? Still, still uh, better Native American world building than Twin Peaks. Mm, it doesn't matter. If one, I'm dead. if one were to hike, you'd come across crossing poplar trees. Crossing poplar trees. Don't know why I slipped into accent for that. Oh. A few miles up that form a sort of tunnel, one that blocks out the sun. When walking through, it is a choking darkness. It does not feel like a lack of light. Instead, it feels like the darkness is a physical entity, as though every time you went to breathe, the darkness itself would try to force itself into your mouth, like prying fingers. Everyone who goes through this area reports the feeling of being watched. The tunnel continues up for a long time until opening into a clearing with one large oak tree in the center. The tree itself is a marker for burial grounds, presumably natives who died while hunting. It is covered in carvings, and the oak is dry and crackly, in such a way that it is obvious upon observation that this towering foliage has been here far longer than the town it is within the boundaries of. Hmm. Again, this is... Um, very wordy, but I really like it because it is world building. The world building is pretty nice. Yeah, the the thing about the darkness, like forcing itself into your mouth, like prying fingers, bit that's actually pretty well written. It's nice. Uh, there's a simple reason people don't go up there. When you return, you tend to take something back with you. Outside of town, it is not well known. In fact, few write about it in the same way one doesn't write about how you don't put your hand on a burning stove. Huh. That is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, this person definitely has a way worth, um, I, metaphors, a way, similes. A way, a I, way I can never, bits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can never tell the difference between metaphors and similes. I guess metaphors use the word like, right? Or is that similes? Akin uh, to. Um, guys, you guys are supposed to know this. I'm illiterate. I know, but it's been a while, and also I'm dead. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> there is an entity of sorts that follows people who disturb the tree. We just call it Gray Hoodie, because that's how he appears. When alone in the streets at night, people who have been up to the tree tend to encounter a man. Simple in appearance, other than that he never walks, and his face is totally obscured by his hoodie that is dark gray in color. It is less like a hoodie. It is less like the hoodie is hiding his face from view, and more like there is an empty, inky blankness inside the hood, much like the tunnel leading to the tree itself. This is a very, um, this is a very creepypasta kind of figure, but... Yeah. 
my mean, feeling upon reading this was it was very evocative of early attempts to break out of creepypasta constraints. Mm-hmm. I guess if that makes any sense. Right. No, it does because like you can tell it's an attempt at like oh here's a here's some sort of entity that's got that you can't see a lot of, but it's also got this like it, it's also got like a hey it's a it's a dude in a hoodie. It's a hoodie. Yeah. So it's yeah. modern. And this is so really this is really good so far. Man, why didn't we uh why didn't any of us pick this as one of our favorites? That's a good question. Maybe I'm I'm trying to remember. I think I'm yeah. a little a little disoriented on the on from my uh my recent demise still. So You know what it might be? As we mentioned this last time. Um as much as we like these stories, it did kind of get hard reading all these stories to critically judge them. Because you're reading so many. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay. Um, I myself have seen this man. I foolishly went up on a dare after graduation, carrying only a knife to protect myself. Everything was fine. I came back down with no issues. But on my walk home, I noticed that the main street was unusually quiet. Nobody was in sight except for one man leaning against a handrail overlooking the park. Hmm. It's a ghost. No, it's a. It's the park. It's the park. park. <laughs> Is it me? Is it you? Well, it could be me. It's but you. that the story was prophetic. Because I'm a ghost. I thought nothing of it, but as I passed by, I noticed he wasn't moving at all. Not even the subtle subtle motions of breathing. When I stopped to think about that, I also noticed the absence of sound. I could hear nothing except my own breathing. Not even the jovial chirping of crickets was there to fill the space. It was just me and this man. How do we feel about this? Are we positive on this? Negative on this? Indifferent? Mm, indifferent right now. It's it's an interesting little setup, but I'm trying to figure out where it's going to go from here. Because I, I, I am also conflicted on this. On one part, it's a little... Uh, generic the idea that um, sound is absent but on the other hand I don't think it's a it, it's a very it's a, it's a basic concept to people to get, for people to go to but it's actually not utilized very much I guess mm-hmm. the, the only notable example I can think of is um, Squidward's suicide and then I remember writing a prototype for a story that had something like that going on but I never ended up publishing it Probably for the best. Probably. Um, even though I was looking at the back of his head, I could feel that somehow he was still watching me. I became uncomfortable for obvious reasons and hastened my walk. Paranoia made me turn back several times. And should I have been reassured that the man had not moved, but he still felt closer to me every time I turned my back to him, as though he were not moving closer, but instead that the universe was shrinking, pushing us together, and narrowing my choices for escape routes. I like that. I like that a lot. That's great. That is is some real strong writing. Mm -hmm. I felt as though the darkness of the tunnel itself had followed me. Mm. As though those same prying fingers wanted to get inside me and desecrate my very being. Mm. By the time I arrived home... Stop. Mid- Leviosa. <laughs> By the time I arrived home, it was midnight. Entering the kitchen, I reached for one the one thing that could comfort me. A can of Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Sitting down on my bed, I drifted off to sleep. The next morning, I woke up and noticed that my collection of shack posters had been disturbed, clawed by some aberration, and in addition, they had burn marks. Luckily, the posters were the only thing damaged, and I, as I was living in my new in the new fireproof house I bought off of eBay. <laughs> to this day, I still won't go back up there. Whether it be a ghost or a demon, something malicious was up there. And I know the only thing that can keep me now is staying away and praying to Shaq every day. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> well. Well. 
It, well, you know, there's some that was pretty. It's pretty obvious what's going on there at the end. I'm pretty sure. I think there's a. I think there's a couple signs, but I want to point out something else real quick. That I, I, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but did you start once you read the I end? Did. did you go back through and start looking for more references? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fishing traps. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, bowl-shaped town. Yes. Okay. So, um, Harmy, thank you for the meme pasta. <laughs> it, it was pretty strong. Um, I like to th- my my head cannon, and I don't have proof of this, but I like to think that gray hoodie is the career of Aaron Carter. <laughs> Not Aaron Carter himself. No, it's the, kind of it's it's, it's the, kind of like a uh, Kingdom shade, Hearts thing. It's the shade of his career. It's it's kind of like a Kingdom Hearts thing where Gray Hoodie is uh, instead of being Aaron Carter's nobody, he's Aaron Carter's career because Aaron <laughs> Carter's career is a nobody now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes it does that mean Aaron Carter himself is a heartless? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm glad we got that cleared up. He he's uh, a class of a uh, heartless called Shack Beater. Isn't that a kind of T-shirt? A Shack Beater. <laughs> <laughs> he so I can't pick up on it, but I have this sixth sense that there are other memes in this story that we're missing out on. Yeah, but... Harmy, uh, feel free to. Well, we might go through this a couple times in the future, but I'm swear we're missing something. Um, scratched up and burn marks on the posters. Forensic? I don't know. Why would why would Shaq claw up his own posters though? Anyway, uh, let's move to our next story, shall we? And this is M two. This is M one. M one. Okay. Our next story is called Domestic Disturbance. And this was submitted to us by Stephen Goodnow. Who the fuck are these people that keep showing up? It's so (laughs) cool that we get all these new people. Yep. Thank you, Stephen. Or is it Stefan? I'm going to check my email real quick and make sure I'm not butchering the name. That Yes, that email they sent where they pronounced their name. Well, I mean, some people, okay, I'll be, to be clear, some people, when they sent me emails, were like, hey, by the way, if I, if I happen to be one of the people you pick, uh, make sure you don't get my name wrong. We'll see how well that goes. It's happened before. Oh, no, it's all fair. That's, uh, yeah. By the way, that means I, again, want to, uh, congratulate my pick, uh, Luke Jello. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, who, who did we do that with in one contest? Uh, and and uh, Antonio Buja. I'm sorry, Tony Bedroom. Oh yeah, T- Tony Bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so if we like you, don't. That's that's of course that renaming is a sign of endearment. Just know that, even though Tony totally sent us SCP-93. Oh my god. Let's not dwell on that, though. Why don't we go ahead and delve right into this story? My uncle was a detective on the police force. I spent a good many evenings listening to his many fascinating tales, sometimes on cold winter nights when the wind was blowing or on summer evenings when stormy weather drove us indoors. My uncle would told us what became my favorite story. As I grew older, I decided to begin recording his exploits. Some were more believable than others, but it is this story that I share with you now that is the most unbelievable. It is also the one he insists is the truth. Here, in his words, is the account. Unbelievable. Oh! You know what I like on cold winter nights? Uh, a stranger. Give yourself a stranger. Because it's cold enough to do it and feel like you're getting it from a ghost. Yeah. Yep. Just stick your hand in the snow. <laughs> Snowbound stranger. <laughs> I call it a Yukiona. 
I call oh. it the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Yeti is it was uh, dry humping someone when you're wrapped up in toilet paper. Right. It was a warm fall evening, and things were going fine. I had been uh, there had been a bit of rain earlier that evening, and the puddles dotted every sidewalk and road. My partner, a gangly sort of man with a skinny neck like a turkey vulture, was feeling a bit ill, or so he said. I think he might have been lovesick. Though it wasn't strictly procedure, I let him leave early. Our shift was almost over, and nothing much happened in this town anyway. You didn't hear it, but I had a visible, like, like convulsion when a certain animal was brought up. I don't know why, though. Don't humor him. Do not humor him. It's okay. That meme is as dead as me, but the turkey vultures are still circling. Uh, I was alone. I was sitting alone, eating a cliche donut, one with sprinkles, and drinking black coffee. <laughs> I could really go for it. <laughs> I used to play bass for cliche donut. <laughs> Hey, did you hear that that uh, new uh, donut place that opened up? <laughs> Welcome to Cliche Donuts. <laughs> they sell three kinds of donuts. They sell glazed donuts. They sell the the Homer donut with sprinkles, and then they sell uh, the glazed donuts with chocolate on the top, and that's it. Yes. And and you're not allowed to purchase donuts there unless you're a police officer with a porn stash. Yes. Hey, uh, can I get a jelly? I don't know. Can you go fuck yourself? <laughs> he said, no, him, we're out of jellies. Yeah, and I asked him, God damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> Fucking love Albuquerque. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also like that weird alpha. As soon as shift was over. Yes, Alan. As soon as shift was over. I was adding a little something extra to it. And then I got the call. And it was the closest car, and so I headed over. I just couldn't wait to find another happy couple yelling at each other. I hate domestic calls. When I pulled up outside the completely blah house, shaped just like all the other houses on the street, I heard some screaming, and then it was silent. I called for backup. When I pulled up about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, Go home and smell you later. I looked at my kingdom and I was finally there to respond to this domestic violence thing that wasn't funny at all. I pulled out my pistol at Colt M. Colt M911. Colt M1911. And cradled the familiar grip in my hands. I walked up to the door. It was unlocked but closed. I entered cautiously. The TV in the living room was on, playing reruns of, of a sitcom, but the volume was low. The radio was playing country music, but it was the new kind that made me sick to my stomach. A bottle of peppermint rumplemints was laying open on the ground near the chair, the liquor running out and staining the thick carpet. Can rumplemints stain? I mean, it's white. It's clear. I mean, not white. Jesus. <laughs> Someone's got some semen on the brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I suppose it could if it's, like, uh, not a shag carpet, and then you get, like, the kind of liquidy outline, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think that that's what they're perhaps referring to. Right. Um. All right. Or they, or they don't know what Rumplemints is and just put it in this story because it's a meme. <laughs> Um, I walked into the kitchen about seven or eight, and it was pristine, except for the few dishes in the sink. There was a bottle of ginger ale on the counter, but it hadn't been in the fridge or a cap, uh, and had, but it hadn't seen a fridge or a cap in far too long. The light over the sink was on, leaving the kitchen quite dim. I heard a, I heard a faint sobbing and went to investigate. I followed it up the staircase that was too narrow and a tilt that seemed dangerous. Oh. Um, this, this bizarrely is kind of reminiscent of 12 minutes, a little bit. 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 
Little bit. <laughs> I shove it in your fucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you got. <laughs> you beat me to it. It's <laughs> it's okay. Come on, bring the kids. Real fake doors, little bits. <laughs> Just can we? They want to get this done. Let's go. Is is are we me? It's you, Alan. Are, it's always been you. I just asked, are we me? <laughs> me are you? Oh no, it's getting worse, you guys. I walked into. I walked into the upstairs hallway. Like, what up? I got a peacock. There was an open door leading to the bathroom. The light and fan was on, but as I turned the corner, I found the disturbance. A man was standing, sobbing over the body of a woman. She was wearing a bathrobe, and there were still droplets of water glistening on her legs. But it was the extra color the white towel on her head had picked up that really worried me. Blue. I have the body, eat the body. The husband was standing there. Looking shocked at the extra dent he had added to his wife's head. E- wait, extra dent? Like there was a dent there already? <laughs> oh, that's, that's my old bag of that battle axe. Uh, dent head Peggy. <laughs> uh, he was clutching the murder weapon. It was as red as the blood pooling at his feet. It was a fire extinguisher. The small kind some people keep in their kitchens. In case their flambe goes in a bit too far. Blood was still dripping from it. The man turned and saw me. She killed my wife. No, I killed my wife. She made me do what it is and my fault, he cried. He staggered towards me, the weapon still in his hands. In his hand. Singular. He's a one-handed uh, extinguisher wielder. Well, it, it's a it's a mini extinguisher, and that's a one-handed weapon, so you can dual-wield mini extinguishers, but you can't. If you have a, a full-size extinguisher, that's a two-hand weapon. Yep. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's a feat to dual-wield those. Um, well, no, no. You, you no, better stop. You, you, can, you can get a feat that will allow you to uh, dual-wield, but it'll be one full-size extinguisher and one mini extinguisher. You can't have two full-size extinguishers. That's just game-breaking. <laughs> Did you take two weapon fighting as a feat, though? Yeah, and then you get a penalty on your full one anyway. So a lot of the times it's not even worth it. Yeah. Unless you have... You really have to build something around you that. Have to, you have to, like, class-specialize for that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's fine. He's prob- it's probably an improvised weapon. It's, it's kind of a uh, murder-hobo thing to do anyway, though. Yeah. That's the hobo way. You better stop right there, buddy, or else. (laughs) Who made you kill your wife? This girl, she came to the door. She had brown hair. It was dripping wet from the rain. She had lips so red. She said we could be together, but I had to get rid of my wife. She went upstairs. I followed her. I was drunk. I saw this on the floor. I picked it up. His face changed. She killed my wife. He charged at me. Swung his arm wildly. I ducked just in time. The red metal cylinder nearly added a new fault line to my skull. He bolted down the stairs. I followed after him. He stopped for a moment, staring at, down the empty hall. You, you killed her. I loved her, he cried. He then lurched forward, but he didn't get far. A police officer stepped in the hall, gun raised. He and the man nearly hugged each other. The man stopped. He fell to his knees. He was quite drunk. Don't you see her? She's right there. She went through the door in the back room. I didn't mean to do it. She made me. The poor fool collapsed to the ground, whimpering. The fire extinguisher slipped from his grasp. Officer Ramirez, I heard the call. Came as soon as I could. The other officer stepped over, offering me a hand. Thanks for the help. I looked down at the murderer. I think this man may be missing a few cards. Maybe so, detective. 
I had seen Ramirez around here and there, but he worked his own beat. I think we should still check. I'll have a look at the back door. I thought I heard some noise back there. I thought I, I heard some noise, too. I think this man may be missing a few cards. Pretty sure he needs a few more islands if he wants to play Leviathan. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm so fucking stoked for the pirate dinosaur merfolk vampire conquistador set coming out soon here. Jesus Christ. I'll have a look at her back door. I mean, I'll have a look at the back door. God damn it. God damn it. That's, that's Officer Marie, uh, Ramirez. He's, he's known for spreading the butt cheeks of murder victims. All right. I think I can handle this, man. I put my gun back in my holster and pulled out my handcuffs. I handcuffed the husband and helped him outside. A police cruiser was waiting for me. Red and blue lights flickered off the windows, and I could see blinds and curtains parting in the neighborhood i walked over to the car and slid the perp into the back he kept mumbling about the other woman he was obsessed with her red uh with her hair with her red he was obsessed with her hair and her lips they must have been some lips officer ramirez went out the back to check something this guy says there was another woman involved me i think he has a few loose screws Detective, you say everyone is crazy. Officer Porter was an old friend. I Shut used... up, you crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I use friend in the loosest possible way. Nice enough, man, but he has an annoying habit of questioning all my hunches. Just a second, there's a call on the radio. Porter opened up the door to his cruiser and took the call. I looked over the porch. I saw my footprints. They were There was a large pool of water on the sidewalk right in front of the steps. It gave my bathtub a run for its money. There weren't any others. I was beginning to have a hunch again. Uh, what? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, hey, detective. It was a 1054D. A body was found by the river. It looks like it's been there a few hours. As soon as we book this guy, I'll head over. Detective, it's one of us. It was Officer Ramirez. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Officer yeah. Ramirez? No, Dusty, it's Laparca. Uh, just so everyone knows, I know police scanner code. A 1054 is a possible dead body. That's cool. I figured that would be the case, but... It's good to get the confirmation. Um, so what do we think of this one overall? Because I think the astute listener might be picking up a couple patterns here. Right. Yeah, this one, this one uh, had some memes, but also functions on its own as a story. True. So. Well, so did the last one, really. I mean, it's the, the it last a... one. The last one sh uh, purposely. I'll add shit to bed, but its story up until that point was actually an early contender for me for best story. I was like, yeah, I'm about this. And then memes. <laughs> yeah. I, I scored both of these stories, uh, memes out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did actually with that, with mine, something along those lines. I, I would be like, uh, yeah, this many for humor like this, but this for humor. Uh, it's nice to get some turkey vulture validation, I'll say that much. Almost one just the, the, the turkey vulture validation. That, that's, that, that's like a turkey vulture validation is like another slang term for validation that's empty and meaningless. <laughs> I used to play a bass for turkey vulture validation. <laughs> Put that one on the it's list, like guys. I got... I got, I got I got a participation trophy. It's like, uh, hey, participation trophies. They're just turkey vulture validation. <laughs> turkey, vulture <laughs> turkey vulture flies by going, tell me about it, buddy. Off it goes. To feast on carry-on. So that's it for the submissions we wanted to share. Wait, there's one more. There's one more. There's one more. It's the very last story. Turn around. Motherfucking turn around. Turn around. There's a thing here that can't be found. That's a good. That's a good song. Um, 
yeah, so this is uh, this is our our third pick. Um, who wrote this one? Uh, I don't know, some asshole. Probably. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Oh, it's coming back to me. Guys, did I write this story? I don't know. Did you? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, if I, wait, wait, wait. No, this is a conflict of interest. This explains the the, the rumbling in my essence. Um, I, I don't think I can touch this one. It goes against the undercooked analysis rule. I think I'm going to have to banish myself for this for a bit or risk uh, ceasing to exist in t- entirely. All right. Yeah. So this is just one me and uh, me and Brandon have to read this one. Yeah, because it's it's again it's against the rules. I can't be here. Yeah. Why did I write this story? What? What? Ah! Well, don't look at the screen. I'll just turn around. All right, I'll turn around. Oh, there's a human skull on the ground, you guys. Bright eyes. Okay, turn around. Bright eyes. Get on the floor. Uh, All right, now what? Suck your own dick. (laughs) I don't. Do the dinosaur. All right, I'll I'll do the dinosaur. Open the door. Get on the floor. Oh, Everybody actually, walked the dinosaur. I'm trusting you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll do do what you got to do. Get get okay, it out I, of the way. Oh, okay. We'll start. Understanding the nature of my existence is terrifying. Imagine being attached to something that you fear more than anything else. No. That's um, I'm sorry. not what's there. You have invoked You're... my wrath. You're not allowed to comment. We're just reading the story. This is our criticism. We're allowed to do this. Free speech. I'm becoming more cliche as the haunting continues. (sighs) Understanding the nature of my existence is even more confusing for me than it is for most. And that's not just because I'm a ghost. I thought I had a grasp on my own self. But I think even that has been pulled away from me by recent events. It's confusing and maybe a little embarrassing. So bear with me. The long and short of it is, I'm afraid of my own penis. Like I said, I'm a ghost. Always have been, as far as I can tell. I'm not sure if I was a living, breathing thing at one point, or if I just emerged from the ether this way. The others tell me it can go both ways. And some of them tell stories about their post-ethereal lives. Vague snatches. I used to play bass for vague snatches. Um, of memories about walking, eating, drinking, etc. I remember nothing. Nothing except this house and the other spirits here with me. Uh, this reminds me of Kingdom Hearts. We're, we're back into the, the nothing, nobody, yeah, heartless dichotomy. Right. Qu- what is it when there's four things? Would that be a quadcotomy? Quad, 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 quad dictomy. <laughs> it's not um, a small house by any stretch. At one point, it was probably a nice place to live, a sprawling estate. Any living soul would be proud to showcase to their local gentry. Now it's a maze of shadows, dust, and cobwebs. Any mortal that stumbles in it is at is in great peril from the building alone. The once polished oak floors are rotting away, leaving huge gaps and pitfalls that drop into the dark abyss below the house's foundation. Many of the doors are bewitched and open into rooms that defy architectural logic or worse, lead back to a chamber previously visited, leaving the explorer hopelessly lost in our halls. Whatever brought this mansion to ruin is probably what brought us uh, here too. I tried to leave, but can't get past, uh, but can't pass through the walls to the outside. Though the windows, I can see a landscape of hills and fields and nothing else. I would say we're trapped. But I don't know what we're trapped away from. That alone makes me wonder if I lived in, in the world outside at one point. The others don't seem to mind much. And there is a lot of us. I've been here a long time and I still don't know every other ghost that resides in this gloomy place. 
most, like me, drift aimlessly around the house, feeling listless. A few form a close, uh, a few form close-knit rings that are always together, spinning in organized circles around each other in an endless waltz. In a way, I envy that closeness, even if I don't opt to join them. No one seems to really know what they're doing, and we're all just trying to alleviate the endless boredom. There's the pigs, though. They're not really, there's not really a hierarchy among us, but the bigs are always looked upon with awe or fear by the rest of us and given a wide berth. We call them the bigs because, well, they're big. Their huge forms are as intangible as the rest of us, but they fill up space with their presence. Their piercing eyes and hungry maws making us all shrink back. When they do deign to speak, we listen and we tend to obey. Rumor among us suggests the Bigs might be the souls of the house's original owners, which is why they seem to hold more sway up over it. No one knows for sure, though. So we're talking about the Bigs, and the studious among you might remember a video called Paper Bag Friends when we talked about the Clickers, and the Clickers had another name, and one of them was the Bigs. So I think David... It's trying to say that this is taking place in the same universe as Paper Bag Friends. Yes, that's the definitely the vibe I'm getting from the story <laughs> I have not read before. <laughs> um, I'm rambling, I realize. But it's not often that I get a chance to tell my story like this. This is what I deal with for as long as I can remember. A tedious, melancholy existence haunted with stagnant thoughts and questions that could never be answered. Then the doors opened. We all heard it, no matter where we were in the house. The groan of disused hinges straining for the first time in at least a century as the double doors of the entrance swung in. Everything stood still for a moment. Then a mad scramble as the resident haunt surged in that direction eager to see what had happened, eager to escape while the doors were open. All manner of reasons. It was change. We needed it. When the bigs bellowed, only a few of us stragglers, me included, included, stopped to listen. They said that they felt a mortal presence in the house and that the precious life force this presence brought was ours if we took it, caught the intruder and drained it. They didn't demand it themselves. First come, first serve, they said. I think that they were hungry for entertainment. They'd be watching. We scattered through the house, searching for the visitor. I'm not sure what happened to the ones that gunned for the main hall, but the chatter I heard was that it was Bedlam there. All the ghosts is just a mad cluster diving at the intruder. A man. He must have escaped in the confusion. Fled deeper into the house. That was fine. Like the rest of us, I wanted to catch him. Scare him. Steal his soul with my touch. Um, so for anyone wondering, the term bedlam means, uh, according to Google's, a scene of uproar or confusion, that is one that I definitely had to Google. Oh, I mean, come on, I was bored. Can you blame me? Can you blame any of us? I chose to lurk, lying in wait just under the rickety floors in a lonely hallway. Just my luck that I heard the door open and the footsteps of the interloper above me. I was grinning as I slowly drifted up through the floor coming just behind him as he crept down the hall, his back to me. Giggity. Giggity. hey I worried I wasn't going to reach him in time as he approached one of those treacherous gaps. That he would pitch headfirst into the blackness. To my surprise, without missing a beat, the man jumped, crossing the gap with ease and landing gracefully on the other side. I think I must have audibly gasped at that, which gave me which gave my presence away. The man stiffened giggity, then turned around. 
Something shifted. I felt an unpleasant warmth spread through me. A horribly hot sensation coupled with a surge of deep, deep shame. I'd never felt so worthless, so insignificant in the presence of anything. I shrank away from him, closing my eyes even as I felt his boring into my very soul, tearing at my essence. It was agony. Um, When the feeling lifted, I looked up again and he was passing through the door. Then I was alone and empty. Needless to say, no one caught the intruder. He simply crossed the mansion and departed through a back door, away and gone as if nothing fazed him. Ever since, I have talked to the others about what I experienced, and I was relieved to know I was not alone in what I felt. This stranger seemed to bring his hideous effect on every soul he came across. There even was word going around that the bigs were affected by it, though they won't admit it. But it doesn't surprise me. Trying to tell this has me shaking, but I've got to do it. Because I often think about the way the man looked at me. How his face was imprinted into my memory. The round features, the huge nose, the prominent black mustache and profoundly blue eyes that seemed to look right through me, to the core of my being. Some of the others say he was coming through our mansion looking for a princess. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. He deserves the affection of royalty. That face, it was so beautiful. Thank you so much for the reading my story. Yeah, it was uh, very clearly, uh, very clearly a metaphor. Um, it was very, very clearly a parody of uh, uh, "Zombies Ain't My Neighbor." Um, <laughs> oh, you picked up on that. Good. Yeah. No, oh, wait, no, no, sorry, no, I still no, shouldn't no, be no, here. No, 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 no. Oh! no, it's it was clearly uh, symbolic of the plight of the modern woman. Yes. <laughs> this man coming into the mansion looking for his princess. Air quotes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Can I can I come back now? Are you done? Yeah. Uh, I th- I think it's also worth noting that there were very uh, homoerotic undertones in this. I mean, come on, it makes Eileen. sense, right? Come on, Eileen, you know what I mean. Well, gonna remove your spleen. Those are the lyrics. <laughs> yes. As far as anyone knows, because uh, they're fucking weird and Britishy, and you can't understand them. Have you heard the Say Ferris version of it, though? No. Yep. Oh, it's really uh, good. See, Alan, good. Alan, how is it? Alan, that's no, good. No, it is good. I was just—it just amuses me. Every I feel like I mention these things, I expect two no's, but I usually get a no from Brandon and then a yes from Alan. Alan knows what I'm talking about. I feel like how like fifty to seventy-five percent of the time, Alan will know what I'm talking about. It's true. I'm awesome. Thank you, Alan. But yeah, uh, that was that was mine. Uh, I just put it in there for fun, not expecting anyone to pick it or anything. I did it because uh, Kayla actually snuck a story into the uh, previous writing challenge as well. We didn't actually cover that one, but we might in the future. Um, I actually have plans for that one. You do? Yes. Ooh. Okay. I have previously talked to her about it, but yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, I doubt, I won't, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone didn't have plans for it. I would be surprised if anyone did have plans for this one, because literally it was just, a, I was just like, ah, I'll just write a thing. So I did. Fucking around with the Zorax. Yeah, basically. I mean, this is essentially my attempt at doing a, uh, what do you what do you, what do you call this genre? <laughs> What's the proper name for a Zorax pasta? I don't know, but I think there's like two in existence. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, just the whole idea to me, there was just the idea that 
the boos get embarrassed when they turn around because Mario is just the most gorgeous thing on the planet. It's not because they're shy. Well, yes, it is because they're shy, but the idea that just like, like, that from my, my thought is that in Boo Vision, Mario turns around and you just see like, the background turns into that like cherry blossom pink. There's sparkles and bubbles and Mario gets like the big anime eyes. A wind <laughs> blows like some Sakura's past him and the Boo's just like, senpai. It's funny because it's like you're you're in very purple prose explaining the imagery and everything, and it's all in service of like the dumbest idea. No, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> uh, so I hope that y'all enjoyed us reading uh, these these other outlier um, bullshit troll stories. Yep. <laughs> thanks for thanks to Harmy and to uh, Stephen for sending or Stefan ah for good new for sending us these uh, stories. Uh, thanks to me for being me. And also, while I was I did get on the floor and I walked the dinosaur, and I guess somehow that was the ritual that brings a person back from the dead. So I'm back in my body now. Uh, cool. I feel a lot better. Just, oh my god! No! No! I thought I was rid of you. Be gone. No. Uh, ah! Ah! <laughs> I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite! This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.